get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 185 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Back for 2019. 2019. And this bitch, in this hoe, and in this thing. So, for all any. Them shits. Yeah, all them shits. For, <laughs> for any that, random them. new person that may have decided to listen to our podcast, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Otis, and, and he's Mike. <laughs> right? Some rando from fucking. Barcelona and we welcome shit. it, you know. <laughs> you up our our count to five, so yeah. Thank you, our Spanish it. fan <laughs> that I just created out of nowhere. I know, right? Just a random town, random person, some rando from Barcelona. <laughs> like, why do you pick Barcelona? I don't of know. all the places. Like Barcelona, <laughs> Spaniard from Barcelona. Where the fuck he is? Yeah. Well, we appreciate to- you, hombre. Yeah. Hombre. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. Um. And it is a show. So it will be tonight. Um, yeah, we got things to talk about. Came back f- fresh off a, a, I guess, small break. Well, we had a few weeks off. No, we had a long, the show had a long break. Long, the show had a long break. I just think a break of just thinking about work. Um, so had a longer longer break for the podcast. Short. I had two long weekends for for a Christmas break. Also. Um, Work during between Christmas and the holiday. I mean Christmas and New Year's. One about one about shit. Uh, yeah, I worked. Not, um, nothing too eventful. Was that? I would just say nothing too eventful. Oh yeah. Um, I had so the twenty fourth Christmas Eve was a Monday. I had the twenty fourth and the twenty sixth. Well, obviously the twenty fifth, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth off. So I worked Thursday and Friday. Then I had another four day weekend because I had New Year's Eve off. So I had a two day work week and a now a three day work week, which started today. Well, your mic's a little closer to you. Oh yeah, it is kind of far. I'm not gonna speak up. So we we want to take this bitch. So ain't no uh, no retakes. We just fix it as we go. Yeah, no, we don't edit. We're not. Oh fans. yeah, that's that's much better. I don't like editing. <laughs> no, no editing. Uh, One take and we out. Yeah, um, who wants a perfect podcast? Really? Like, I mean, you know, let 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 the mistakes fly. You know, let let a nigga fire a burp on 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 the show. Let a nigga it's take good. breaks to go piss. You know, yeah. life happens, and we want to showcase that on the what yeah, up podcast. Yeah, we want it to be real. And make, let, let you feel like you here. Like if you if you weren't if you were here, you would see like, oh man, Mike farted on the podcast. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. We got to go pee. What, you know. So you were off twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. Twenty sixth is Boxing Day. It is, which is celebrated by your wife's family. Correct. Okay. What is what is Boxing Day anyway? It's got something to do with presents. Oh, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's not. It's Canadian so it's, Black it's, Friday. Ah, I always thought it was related to the sport, but I never, nah. I never, and I, it would have took a good Google search to figure that out. Yeah, it's something uh, to do with box presents for bo- boxes for presents. Box is as in not boxing. Yeah, like boxing in, up presents and shit. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's Canadian is, Black Friday. I feel so slow. That's <laughs> You know what's really gonna make you feel slow? I'm like ninety percent sure we talked about it last last December twenty sixth. We may have. <laughs> and you you're absolutely right. That, which, that, which is a testament to my ridiculous fucking memory. That's yeah. 
Now memory I'm, is the most unpredictable thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, I, I just feel shitty that I didn't remember that. Somebody just mentioned something on Facebook. It was like, yeah, that's why I left your fight party early because I had I was doing not early, but that's why I left the fight party. I was like, in my head, I'm like, he was there. I don't remember that. <laughs> Who was there? Larry. Oh yeah, he was there. He was okay. Cool. I mean, I believed him, but I do not remember that at all. Are you serious? I don't remember him being there. Wow. Because if he showed up, he showed up late as fuck. I don't think he should. Well, so I when I got, I don't know if he was there when I got there. No. But then I came up to use the bathroom and get him a drink, and then I saw him then. And then you know I was in the basement for the most part, and I do remember him there at some point. I'm not sure time wise. I don't but. remember him there at all. I know my boy Justin was there, who I mistook for Larry for a moment. I came upstairs. Damn, how much you drinking? God a, damn. A lot. Had a <laughs> lot that day. A whole lot. Like, like record-setting lot. Now, I remember him, Justin, because I had never met him before. Right. So I was just a new face. Okay, so I'm glad that you're not confusing Justin with Larry like I did. No. no, <laughs> no I'm glad I'm not confusing your friends with you. Like right. You're confusing your it friends. It was only for a moment because I didn't see his face. Like, I came back upstairs, and he was, like, getting pizza, and I was behind him. And I was like, oh, shit, is Larry here? I was like, oh, no, that's Justin. <laughs> and then I woke up the next day, and I was like, was Larry there? And I was like, no, nah, that was when you mistook Larry for Justin. I mean, mistook Justin for Larry. And then Larry commented on something today. It was like, yeah, we started playing Avengers. I had to leave. I was like, I was thinking about him. Like, I played Avengers? <laughs> I don't remember that. So y'all played that before? No, after. After the fight? Yeah. Oh. That yeah. shit ain't until like 1 o'clock. I guess I put on Avengers. I don't remember. But I remember randomly that we talked about Boxing Day, uh, either last year, the year before, whatever. I, I just know that I was taking down Eagle Rare in the basement, and I had the worst fucking headache the next day. Um, yeah, I was blowed. And that ride home was rough. Man. Because it was... <laughs> Hello, wife. We still not editing. I don't care. Y'all gonna hear this. It did. Are you on your way home? Put it on speaker. Hey, you gonna do it? I gotta be quiet now. Are you okay? Is it is is the rose that bad? No, I'm just. You just being dramatic. Yeah, because I'm cold. I didn't wear my heavy coat. Oh, okay. Are you almost home? No, I just pulled out the driveway. I'm oh. not even off of Henry Ruff yet. Oh, okay. Well, we just started the uh, podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. You on speakerphone? Right. You can there. You can say hi to people on podcast or Mike or whatever. Oh. Hello, Mike. What's up? Hello, um. podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, let me know if you need me. Otherwise, we're in the garage. Oh, okay. And we're not editing this out. And we're not editing this out, so definitely we'll be on the podcast. Then I should keep on my podcast voice. Your podcast face? You drunk? Uh, my podcast voice. Oh, voice. <laughs> I said my voice. Uh-oh. Don't let me break character. <laughs> okay, you, you can stop. Okay, you can stop that now. Bye. <laughs> I was like, hey, can we edit this out? Let's <laughs> <laughs> so put on a sexy voice on the podcast. Like, yeah, you'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, and the roads are shitty on the way home. Um, and for some stupid reason, I decided to take Puritan all the way down. 
So when you get to Rosedale Park, these motherfuckers got speed bumps in the street. What? Like they put down speed bumps. Okay, dude. that's new. Yeah, like when you get close to like out of drive and shit. Shit was hmm. crazy. So yeah, but yeah, good times. Good times. You took Puritan so. down to what? Out of drive, <laughs> and then out of drive over to uh, to Finkel, and then because I dropped <laughs> Tony off. Oh, okay. I'm like, man, it's the oh, most random ass route. No, no, like, just, why just, would you do that? Yeah, because I was finished. I, I took it down to some point. And I was gonna cut over, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm out. Just keep it going. And then I just took it there. If I was going home, I just would took Wyoming to the. Yeah, that's why I'm like, why did you? Oh, like, no, why no, did you do that? No, to drop Tony off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I I work Boxing Day, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it was slow as hell. I was going in like like it was no one there, so it's like I just don't want to waste no bullshit time, so. I go in like nine ish, leave it three ish. Uh and then Friday shit, I went in about nine, I left at noon, like fuck <laughs> this shit, I'm out. So another four day weekend. Uh New Year's Eve, stayed at the crib. Uh yeah, I had a few sticks out here when that was you came by. That was New Year's Eve, right? Uh, no, that was the day before New Year's. No, Eve. yeah, it was the day before. The okay, so I had a few sticks then too. But New Year's Eve had a few sticks. Um, I'm trying to think, I thought somebody came over here New Year's Eve. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, I think I watched. Oh, I watched. I watched White Boy Rick. I watched most of that, and then uh, went in the house, ate some food, fucking. Uh, uh, yeah, motherfucker, that was New Year's Eve. It was over. Oh, you're right. It was. Uh, right, I'm like, damn, I'm mixing my days up now. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I left at like maybe like eight or nine o'clock. Yeah, I, had, I think I had another stick. Went in the house, played some jingo with the wife, watched the bullshit countdown, heard a few gunshots. And was, I think I was asleep by about twelve forty-five. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do shit either. Um. Let me see. Uh, did I do anything on the 24th? Well, my Christmas time period is very, very sh- strenuous. Like, going to different houses and Bro, all that I do stuff. not envy you at all. Yeah, so lots of driving back and forth. But at least on Boxing Day is normally when we see her dad. And he came over to our crib that day and spent the day over there. So we didn't have to go to his house, which is kind of far. So that was cool. Um I went back on the 27th to 28th. It was not easy like I thought it was going to be. It was hectic at work. Um, Long-ass long days. Um, then Saturday the 29th was the fight night. Um, UFC 232, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson. I had probably about, shit, 15 people over. It was kind of a lot. Um, fight night, that was dope. Had a lot of pizza, a whole lot of booze. Uh Let's see. Sunday was the thirtieth. Oh, I didn't do shit on the thirtieth. Just kind of relaxed and just wound down from the fight night. Uh, New Year's Eve, like you said, I came over here. Um, well, I went out to dinner with my wife's mom and um, her brother and sister, and then I came over here. Then I went home and I just chilled for the rest of the night. Um, I got, I don't know how, but I got fairly faded on New Year's Eve, which shouldn't sound surprising, but like, 
I was kind of low key for most of the day, and I think I just maybe like at ten o'clock, I was like, yeah, because I'm just gonna turn up now, and and like I don't really remember like one o'clock or later, and I'll sleep on a couch until probably the next day. I don't know. I don't even think I went to bed. I don't even think I got in the bed that night. And then uh, New Year's Day, I didn't do shit, <clears throat> and then went back to work today. Yeah, I ain't do shit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, man. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't do shit New Year's Day. I I didn't leave the house New Year's Day. Me neither. I uh, I didn't leave the house New Year's Eve after I got back home. I didn't go to no parties or nothing like that. Yeah, I I I think I watched the rest of White Boy Rick. Um, I watched some football. <laughs> Um, did the did the Pistons play yesterday? No, uh, that was two days ago. No, they did play yesterday. Oh, did they not? No, no, I think that was the day before. I'm mixing up everything. Whatever the case, all those days ran Back- together. I drank way too much during that yeah, whole time period. I, I drank a lot, and then not going to work only them two days out of a stretch of however many days. Like they all kind of ran together. So I drank a lot. I spent a lot of fucking money. Um, it was just a <clears throat> a long, uh, long, expensive. That was fun time though. So, yeah. But back to the bullshit. So, um, it was funny. We were as we, I was seeing shit on social media yesterday. I was like, man, it don't matter what year it is. Two thousand nineteen, first day of the fucking year, and white men are total trash. <laughs> total fucking trash. It's like three of them, like <laughs> three white men, <laughs> and then the rest are like total fucking trash. Three, um, three just stepped up on on the first, <laughs> right? <laughs> we gonna stand out today, and then and then and then actually coincidentally, I don't know what you want to call it, but then like three, two at least two of the most famous white guys of of TV and entertainment die. So, uh, uh, Mean Gene. From oh, WWF, I, I uh, saw that like an hour ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit! Mean Gene died today. Man, Super Dave died. I didn't see that. Really? Actual, actual Super Dave? Yeah. I thought. I, you sure? You talking about? Yeah, Super Dave. Uh, I can see that from a uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Super Dave. Wait, Kirby Enthusiasm. I'm, I'm so confused. Wait, hold on. Well, he wasn't Super Dave on Kirby Enthusiasm, but oh, well, the Bill. What the fuck is Kirby, uh, Super Dave's real name? I don't know. Uh, I thought it was Day something. I don't know. No, it ain't Super Day. It was, uh, what is Super Day's real name? Bill Einstein. Oh, shit. He did die. Why did I say Kirby Enthusiasm actor? Because he played on there for a while. I don't know him from that. Like, who I mean, knows I, him from that? Like, I, mean, I knew he was well, from that, but I knew him as Super Dave. Okay, like, I, okay <clears> so maybe. He's equally as famous as being on Kirby Enthusiasm because I didn't watch that show. I didn't either. So maybe he's equally as famous. I knew he was on it though, but I didn't know. I saw Kirby Enthusiasm I, actor died. I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is. If it is his Super Dave died, I'd be like, yo, not Super Dave. I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I always knew him as Super Dave. He'd always be Super Dave. He'd never be. I don't even know what character he was on Kirby Enthusiasm. He'd always be Super Dave. I just Googled Super Dave and it says. Bob Einstein, Einstein dies. Kirby enthusiasm actor who also plays Super Dave. Okay, and then another one. Bob Einstein, no. Kirby enthusiasm actor and write and comedy writer dies. Why are they downplaying Super Dave? Fuck them. <laughs> it's so, it's fucking Bob Einstein. 
Super Dave, who also played in Curve Your Enthusiasm, died. Right. Whatever. No, I did. Not, I did not know that, and I saw it, but I just saw like Kirby enthusiasm. After. So you just like, never thought know, it was him, then? I didn't know it was Super Dave. No, I just saw Kirby enthusiasm actor die, and it wasn't Larry David. So I was like, "Well, I don't know who that is." See, I thought it was Larry David too when they said it, and I was just like, "Cause all the pictures had Larry David in them," <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, "He ain't looked that old," and then they said, "I'm like," and, and for some odd reason, uh. Super Dave's real name failed me because I didn't realize it was fucking Bob. Einstein. No, he was Super Dave Osborne. So I'm like, I yeah. would have assumed his name was Dave Osborne. Like, I didn't know his name. Yeah. I just found out about five seconds ago <laughs> that his name was not Dave Osborne. You're like, it was <laughs> so current like, time when I found out. Yes. Was, like, how old were you? Like, I was, I five was seconds moments ago when I found that out. <laughs> hmm. Somebody else died, too. Then where the fuck did Super Dave come from? Why wasn't he Super Bob? That's a great. That's a great. Uh, I mean, if it was a, that's a question I'll look into. We're not live on the yeah, podcast. I, I, I mean, I wasn't looking up. I'm sitting here googling. I was actually looking like, up the other person who died. Why and, is he named? Super and strangely, Dave? they were all 76 years old. Hmm. I'm gonna note that on my 75th birthday if I get there. Super Day made the 76. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> make it one more year, motherfucker. Like, it was another make, guy that I gotta died. make it to 77. It was another guy that fucking died too, and I I can't think of his fucking name. But, I gotta get my life together, dog. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna make it to seventy-seven at my current rate. I got, I got, I gotta get my shit together. I need to get my stress levels down. Keep my stress levels right. down. I'm so, like on a smooth pace for like fifty-three. <laughs> like I need, I, I need fifty-three. I need, I need to get better. Um, man, who's this other guy? I'm gonna just go type in on Twitter. Who died today? Dies. <laughs> he was seventy-six too. Hmm. If I put dies at seventy six, see what pops up. That's interesting. I wouldn't. I would not have thought that. Well, I could see Mean Gene being Daryl Dragon. Captain, Who the fuck is that? Captain of the Captain and Tennille. Okay, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't watch yeah. that, or uh, I don't know what that is. TV show? A fucking? I think it was a TV song. show. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm assuming it's Dragon. Daryl Dragon. So I wonder if. I wonder how popular is zero seventy six to be in a three digit tomorrow. Or maybe today. Very. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't even see about me and Gene until about an hour or two ago. Really? I was like, yeah, it was while I was here. I was like, oh, me and Gene. Damn. <laughs> and then it was funny. Actually, you know how I found out? I was on Instagram and Baylor posted a picture of me and Gene. Yeah, I, I saw like, that. And I, I was like, that. what happened really? to me and Gene? And then I Googled it. I'm like, oh shit, Mean Gene died. And then I'm looking at the comments, and one dude was like, Mean Gene, LMAO. He was the go-, go. I'm like, I was like, man, RIP Mean Gene. But why is the dude above me laughing? Like, what is he laughing about? <laughs> like, I, wonder I, if he re- I wonder if anybody responded to that. <laughs> like, I haven't looked since. I don't use Instagram that much. I mean, I use it a lot, but I just saw it on my, I don't know, I saw it on Facebook or something, I think, first or something like that. I don't know. Whatever the case, yeah. That was back in my actual fandom of uh, wrestling days of seeing Mean Gene. But he wasn't. Why did Why did he get the name Mean Gene? Because he never seemed too mean. He's very nice. He was always. He was like polite Gene, <laughs> like, like courteous Gene. Like I never seen him as like Mean Gene, congenial Gene. <laughs> That's it, congenial Gene. R.I.P. Congenial Gene. He was always cool. I was like, did he have like this this 
back past of like being. No, I think a, he used to be a wrestler. I, I'm but that's his wrestling name, me and Gene. Oh man, don't let me don't let me be out here. Like I can't I can't tolerate being um, the, the unknown. Be, uh, yeah, being like unknown in this age of uh, where the wealth of information is at your fingertips. Like, at least at my at least at my age, uh, when I was watching it, he was always like a commentator. So I don't remember him ever being a wrestler or anything. No, this is no. This says he joined the WWF in '84. So it, in, in '84, he would not have been wrestling. He was old in '84. <laughs> yeah, he was old in '84. Uh, he remained with them from '84 to '93, and then WCW from '93 to '01, and became the most successful, recognizable interviewer in professional wrestling, yeah. wrestling history. In the process, yeah, I don't know. He was he wasn't he, he interviewing uh what's the uh Booker T when he uh he did oh, when the he whole said nigga? yeah. <laughs> oh my Ooh. wife, my wife's home. That's a great, great, great moment in history. Man, come with you, nigga. <laughs> I love things where people do like body language reactions that are subtle. But say so much, yeah. And like, the reason I love the Booker T thing so much is his reaction after saying it. Like he like put his head in his hands for a moment, like oh shit. Like he just knew. <laughs> I said nigga live he on knew. TV. He knew he <laughs> fucked up. Duh. And that's why I like the Kanye shrug so much because the Kanye shrug was like a a two inch movement of the shoulders and the hands, but it said so so much. Beyonce had the greatest video of all time. Shrug. Like the fuck you gonna do? <laughs> like, All right, it, it is what it is. I'm Kanye West. Argue with me. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Here's, so here's the uh, the interview. Oh, so the same thing is gonna happen this fourth quarter, man. Let me tell you something, Chino. When you out here talking about a click, the only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's nonstop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want, and after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold sucker Hulk Hogan. We coming for you, nigga. I should point out for the record, Stevie Ray, look at this. His hands, his facial expressions, everything was just like, God damn it. I said it on air. Fuck. It's and like me I and Gene always, just kept it just going like, you know, in other news. It's like I always like when I say something fucked up, I always catch it like as it's happening, but I can't stop it. And I always say to people like I saw the words coming out of my mouth and I tried to catch them and pull like, them back yeah. in and I couldn't do it. And that's what he did. <laughs> like he said it and then he was like, oh, you just wish you had like the fucking fucking Thanos uh, glove <laughs> on and shit. Let me just rewind all of this. Ah man, crazy! God damn it, man, man, man! That's a great, great interview. Great moment in history. I wish I'd been watching that live, but I didn't watch WCW at the time. Yeah, I was uh mostly. Uh, Mostly WWF. I don't think I watched much of WCW at all. Like, my wrestling goes back to shit. Andre the Giant, George the Animal Steel. Yeah, I watched Coco WWF Beware. back when, yeah, yeah. Way, 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 like as a um, child. Uh, who was the uh, the millionaire? Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, Macho Man. Yeah. I never forget. I'm, I'm never forget meeting um, 
Um, Uh-oh. Junkyard Dog. Okay, I was about to say, how big is his name about to be? Because I'm like, is gonna be, am I going to be blown away like when I found out you went to Africa? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was uh, Junkyard. That was cool. One of my neighbors, I think I told this story before, but one of my neighbors, I, I, he knew him somehow. So I remember calling me over to the house, and I was just enamored. I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, that'd be like five or six or something like that, dude. I never met no wrestlers. That was the only one I ever met. Um, and then I used to, it used to be this old old white lady that lived out in the projects, and her son looked like Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> and he would always come over. He had just, like, the long hair and shit. And every time, we're like, man, he's the wrestler. And he'd be like, no, I'm not. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, you are. You're the fucking wrestler, dude. I never met Jake the Snake. I saw Jake the Snake live, but it was, like, recently. <laughs> he's still alive? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. I saw... Jake the Snake Roberts, when I went to, like, a random, small-ass um, wrestling event in uh, my father-in-law's city, or close to it. It was like a... I was there with... It was me, Michael, my wife, and... Man, he looks terrible. Her da- yeah. Her dad, her stepmom, and uh, the the match we saw had Jake the Snake in it, and it had uh, Rhino. I don't know if you remember him. He was like no, yeah, he was like kind of like a. I don't Man, know. He I think, looks terrible, dude. Yeah, this was, but and this was a few years ago, but uh, yeah, I saw him. I saw him live at that point. I didn't go to wrestling events back when he was actually like an active WWF wrestler. So like I, I like none of those people I ever saw live. I've never seen any of them live. I mean, but my, my WWF uh, fandom is sporadic. So it was like when I was a kid, I watched the heavy. Same names that you mentioned, Hogan, all that good shit. Then I stopped watching it once I got to an age where I was like, oh, wrestling is dumb. And then I got, then I got back into it in, in my, I want to say, maybe not even late teens. It might have been like college level age. Like whenever like the Rock and Stone Cold was popping off, that I got back into it really, really heavy. At, like the, the, way heavier than I was as a kid. I got back into it heavy at that time. And then I haven't. Once I stopped it, whenever that was, I haven't really got back into it since. Yeah, I, but I, I was into it heavy for a long stretch. I was too. only heavy in that one time as a kid, and then after that, I I never really, I never got. I should say, really, I didn't get back into it at all. Oh, my parents let me get the pay per views and everything back then. Like I was, I was watching. Like my uncle pay-per-views. used to get the pay per views. I remember watching the WrestleManias and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I never, uh, I didn't get into it after. After that first thing of whenever I stopped watching it, I was just kind of done. Yeah, so. Stone Cold, Stone Cold drew me back in. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was not into it. I wasn't even really that into The Rock, but like Stone Cold drew me back in, and then I got into The Rock by proxy. Like, oh okay, yeah, The Rock's all right. He was yeah. a shitty wrestler, but he was really he did really entertaining interviews, so and promos and shit. So that was cool. Yeah, I missed all of that. Oh yeah, I was heavy, heavy into it back then. Every pay per view, I had all. I bought all the memorabilia. I had T shirts, like all that shit, man. Heavy. This was college, dog. Like I was like twenty, <laughs> heavy with, with the fucking uh, WWF T shirts. I just wish they brought back the fucking ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> the W. Do you remember the ice cream sandwiches with the cookie uh, outside? Vaguely. Yeah, fuckers are awesome. They were like the highest thing on a fucking ice cream truck too. <laughs> Some things are great though. You're going to pay me extra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Did you have anything else pop off over the holiday weekend? Nah, man. Uh, um, Nah. 
Nah, nothing. Nah, that was it. That was it. I'm trying to think. I feel like I had something else might have pop off. Oh, did you get? Well, I know, but you can talk for the podcast. Did you get any interesting gifts? Oh, so wife hooked me up with a. Uh, oh, my mic need to grab me a water. Uh, wife hooked me up with a Shinola watch, so that was dope. I don't know. Does Shinola does Shinola pop outside of here? I'm gonna say you just moved the fi- mic eight feet away. I know. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody heard that. They probably hear it all kind of fucking rumbling. Well, we don't believe in editing, so. Right, we don't believe in editing. Take um, the rumbles. Take these rumbles, nigga. Um, I want. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if Sh- Shinola is it Shinola or Shinola. I don't know. Anyway, they make cool watches. I remember jokingly uh, tagging expensive watches. Yeah, expensive watches. And I remember jokingly uh, tagging my wife in this uh, post on Facebook about one that was like fifteen hundred dollars. Like, when are you getting this from me? Ah, ha ha ha! And she's like, whatever. And um, so this wasn't that one. I would imagine not. <laughs> um, it was it was pricey, but it wasn't that one though. So it was cool. That was dope as hell. So I was happy. But she kind of tricked me. She had this, what it looked like a bottle wrapped up. So I opened up this bottle, and it's a fucking Shinola pop bottle, like cola. And I'm like, uh, so what's this? They make pop? Right. That's what I'm like. And what's the significance? <laughs> like, is it aged pop or something? Or is it, you know, special? It's like a cigar. Like, is it aged? Right, right. Exactly. I'm like, uh. And then, you know, she brought out the watch after that. I'm I'm like Then she's like, Yeah, I don't had this I don't had this in plain sight for the last uh month or so sitting on my dresser. I'm like, Well that's just see that. And I'm just like, that's show you I don't go to your shit or be on your side of the room. So I don't care what you got <laughs> on your dresser. Your side of the room. Right. I mean, well that's technically yeah. She like our room is small as fuck. Where is I some old like 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 uh back in like what was it like the 50s or 60s where where the wife and the husband used to sleep in separate twin beds. I was like, jo- I don't even come on your side of the room. Right, I joke with her like we're going to fuck around and get two full five beds when we uh get a bigger house so you can read and watch t- watch TV and on your side of the room and shit. That, <laughs> so that shit bugs me and I and it hasn't it never really bugged me until now. And I think we had a conversation about TVs and bedrooms like when I go to bed I'm like complete fucking silence other than the fan like i always had a fan on but so she likes to keep the tv on but then she's not watching it and she's playing a game on her phone i'm like so why is the tv on well, i just like it for the sound i'm like you realize there's another motherfucker in this room though right <laughs> and so i'm like cool lately i've been chilling i'll watch tv on the couch or if i fall asleep i fall asleep out there in silence versus laying in the bed with all the fucking noise she's like well, I'll stop watching TV, but then I go into bed, and she's up forever and shit. Like, she needs the TV to fall asleep. I'm like, man, I don't know how we're going to get through this shit, dude. Yeah, that used to be me. Yeah, I, I like I say, fan on, cool. I keep a fan on 24-7 year-round, but TV, though, it's like, nah, man, I'm trying to go to fuck sleep, dog. I, 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 my TV on while I'm sleeping thing came from... Um, when I was eh, teens, I used to record The Simpsons on VHS tapes, and I did that so when I wanted to watch The Simpsons, which was all the time back when it was the best comedy of all time, 
And it's still the best comedy of all time, just based off the first 10 to 12 seasons. But um, it's had more bad seasons than it's had good seasons, and it's still the best of all time because the good seasons are so good. But anyway, I recorded all the episodes and shit, and I'd pause it, pause the recording during commercials so that I wouldn't have commercials, so I could watch it straight with no commercials. And I'd take, like, you know, VHS tapes used to be, like, six hours, eight hours, or ten hours, something like that. And I'd record, like, eight, ten-hour tapes full of The Simpsons with no commercials. And then I would fucking go to sleep, and I'd turn it on and just start playing it and go to sleep. And I'd, like, dream about The Simpsons and shit while I was sleeping. And it it was comforting. I don't know. So ever since then, I've kind of always been into, like, having the TV on while I sleep for the background noise. And it's almost to the point where it's almost like the white noise of the TV being on, not the actual content of what's on it. Because I still do it now sometimes. But that's like, me with the fan. Like it's kind of yeah. keep the fan on. I had a fan on a fully covered with no air touching me, but it's just a fan on and shit. Because I don't I don't have a TV in my bedroom, so I'll sleep on a, like if I'm if I fall asleep on a couch, I'll leave the TV on. Like I won't make it a point to turn it off. I'll leave it on because. I don't know I fuck with that. Yeah, it's interesting how a lot of, you have some people who, like myself, I could be in complete fucking silence and be fine. I, oh, than, I'm both. I can be in complete silence and I can have a TV on. Yeah, so I'm way too sleepy now. Yeah, I'm usually tired as fuck. My wife actually she she envies me because I can. She's been having trouble sleeping lately. I don't have no problem sleeping. Nah. When I'm ready to go to sleep, it's like a, almost like a light switch. It's time to go. Yeah. I'm out this bitch. Same. I got no problem going to sleep. She'll try, she'll try to have conversations with me, and um, I'm out. Like, you know, I've once I've turned over and looked the other <laughs> way, that's like saying goodbye, dude. I'm out, dude. I don't need no help sleeping, no sleep aids, no nothing. No. She might need some kind of sleep aid or something. So what do they use? Uh, what do they? T- people say melatonin. Is that like a sleep aid? Yeah. It don't work for me. Like, if I... I can already go to sleep easily, but it's not like if I take melatonin, I'll sleep better. Is that over-the-counter? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a vitamin. It don't do shit. For me. But... I'm super, super weird like that. Like, I can go to sleep easily, but, like, if I take a sleep aid, it doesn't make me sleep any harder. It doesn't make me go to sleep any faster. None of that. And I'm the same way with uh, the complete opposite end of the spectrum, like energy drinks or energy shots or B12 has no effect whatsoever. I could take a five hour of energy right now and go to sleep in five minutes. It won't do shit. So it's just for taste then. It's not even for taste. It's almost like it's like a a placebo. Like I'll take it and tell myself like almost like, yeah, this will help you stay awake. And it doesn't do shit, but I still keep doing it anyway. You, see, you, just, you might just want to bath some water. It's cheaper. Yeah. You tell yourself the shit. <laughs> if they made a five-hour energy water, I'd be all on it. Because the whole point is that it's supposed to give me energy. I know water don't give me energy. So if I drink water, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I should have energy. But I'll take a five-hour energy shot and be like, yeah, I should be good. You got to fake yourself into this shit sometimes. Yes, I fake myself into it. And my wife is constantly like, why do you keep buying that shit? It's not even good for you. I'm like, I don't know. I can't give you a smart answer. I don't know. I just know I'm tired all the time, and I tell myself it helps. People be asking me, like, why you be buying them? Or like, uh, I was in the elevator one time after I bought one. It was like, yeah, a friend of mine took a 
took a bunch of those and had a heart attack or some shit like that. I'm like, oh man, sucks to be him. Hey, man. I could drink one to take a nap right here in this elevator. That's fucked up, dog. Like, why are you telling me this if I just bought? You don't even know me like that. <laughs> right. Random motherfucking elevator. It, it was a random motherfucker, too. It was not somebody I knew. <clears throat> like, dog, you don't know me like that. I tell people that's often in the elevator. Like, it was one time the elevator kind of, like, took a minute to start moving. And people kind of freaked out. Like, oh, shit, is the elevator stuck? But if the elevator's stuck, I'm just going to sit there and take a nap. So um, don't count on me for any kind of help. Like, I'm just going to relax and go to sleep. So. Wake me up when it start moving again. Like, I'm not going to be no help in this. Yeah, I'm not going to panic, and I'm not going to be helpful. I don't panic, and I'm not useful. So, I, you have no use for me. <laughs> I'm not going to call the call the authorities. Nothing. I'm just going to go to sleep. But yeah. So we got. You want to run these topics? Oh, you got to. You want to do the email from? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got an email from Chaffee. I mean, Chaffee sent it. Speaking of which, before I even go into that, um, shout out to Baylor, man. His last episode, which I listened to, uh, I think, uh, yesterday, he had he talked about, like, his year and shit. And speaking of which, he talked about his daughter having, like, surgery and shit. And, like, I could barely listen to it. Because I'm, I'm like, I can't even... Like, the one thing I can't handle is hearing about kids being in, like, fucked up situations. And it's not even like, it's not like she got shot and had to have, like, a bullet removed from her lung. And it's, like, deep. It was something like, I think it was, like, a, like someone with her teeth or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he was just talking about how it broke him down to have, have it, like, his daughter, like, getting surgery or some shit like that. And I'm just like, man, I, I'm thinking in my head, like, I can barely listen to this right now because I can't Ooh, even deal. It? No, Baylor. Oh, Baylor. Okay, I'm like, I remember seeing and, pictures for Baylor talking about his daughter. Yeah. So uh, his episode was probably about 45 minutes, and he wrapped up the episode after, like, 20, 25, and then spent the remaining 20 shouting out all the podcasts that he fucked with. You know, it was like a year-end kind of deal. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my garage, like, I'm waiting, like, when he going to get to us? <laughs> waiting, dog. Uh, this nigga ran off like 15 podcasts. I'm like, this nigga, forget me. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be some issues. It's going to be, be some consequences, consequences and repercussions. To this what is that from? That's, I say that shit all the time. I don't I don't remember what it's from. That's from some black movie. <laughs> I figured that. Yeah, I'm going with that. Uh, consequences and repercussions. It's from, I'm bad. I'm, I'm I was about to be like, hey, Siri, what is, <laughs> what is consequences and repercussions from? No, I was actually <laughs> trying to go to PayPal, but um, yeah, it was... I don't, I don't remember the movie though, but I remember that from a movie. Basically. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's I, I thought of that when um, when I mentioned Chaffee's email, like the oh, the Pistons finally won. Thank you. Oh, good um, shit. Yeah, he he shouted out them and everything, whatever. But yeah, I, I thought it was um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, I thought it was cool. He sh- he had a whole portion of his podcast. I ran like twenty minutes. Like shouting out various other podcasts that he fucks with, and like I, I said before in another episode, I respect his podcast because I, I can recognize how hard it is to be fairly new to podcasting and be doing it by yourself. Because every almost every podcast he shouted out had groups of people that do it. Man, I I can't I, I give major props to Baylor because I could not do that at all. I don't think I could either. But yeah, and he he continues to be consistently entertaining. If he has, if he has one he does by itself, it's interesting. If he has one with guests on it, interesting. One of the things I want to do 
and I don't know if I'll be able to do it in 2019, but I'd like to. But it's highly, highly unlikely I'll be able to just because of the state of my wife's pregnancy. <laughs> um, but I would like to go to L.A. and meet him in real life and do a podcast. Like, yeah, we, we've had him on here before. And, yeah, it wouldn't be nothing for him to have me or you or us on his show. But I'm not even really interested in being on his show, like, over the phone or over Skype or whatever. Like, I want to, like, I'd love to actually go there and actually kick it with him in real life. Because it's not like... It's not like garden hours. Like, yeah, I'm probably never gonna meet you. <laughs> like, like I've like I got people in L. A. Like, it's so not- when is your when is your little one uh, due? April 11th. Oh, 11th. I don't know why I thought it was later. Okay. So it's like too late in the pregnancy to go now, and then after the baby is born for the rest of 2019, the baby's gonna be too young. So it's like I have to go by myself, and then I can't go by myself and leave my wife with a newborn baby and a two year old. <laughs> so it's like. I don't see I don't really see a way to get out there uh unless we like maybe the baby's like say six months and we leave her with like, you know, one of our sets of parents. So like I mean which is not out of the question at all. It's feasible. But like going to LA is not a thing. Like it's it's I mean, I know a lot of people might be like, Oh, that's Man, crazy. It's just but, a like, long ass fucking flight, dude. Fuck. Not to me. <laughs> hey man, you get uh hey, you flew to Africa. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I, I've had sixteen-hour flights. You do a flight for Spirit in February of two hundred eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've done it before. Like, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've done. Well, longest flight here was Seattle. So yeah, it's probably like four, four. maybe. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Like and four then hours, and then my my uh, <laughs> newly planned Vegas trip is like four and forty or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, though, though, I've never actually flown into Vegas. I've been to Vegas probably four or five times. And I've never flown into it because I think every time I went, I was in California. So I just uh, drove there from California. Yeah, I've never flown into the... No, no yeah, I've never flown to the Vegas airport. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to go to Cali again and, and kick with him like in person and, and do a podcast episode. I think that'd be dope. Like, I don't need a a full ass tour. Like I said, I used to live not too far away. I've been there a few times. I don't need a tour and shit. I let that nigga, I let that nigga take me to Compton or some shit like that, but I don't, I don't even think he would want to do that. <laughs> like, no, like, no, nah, nah, that's not, that's not part of the tourist thing. Like you see that, uh, fucking meme where it's like, it's, uh, it's suggested like, if you're new to this city, you should hit these spots. Oh, I saw that. And then it's always spots spot fucked there. up. <laughs> like I saw the Detroit one, but I saw another one too. Is that where they had your, your spot, Nikki D's? Is that place mm-hmm. fucked up? Hmm? Is that place fucked up? I mean, it's oh, six miles living away, so I mean, oh, it's well. not in the best place. But I mean, I don't I don't never go there and feel unsafe. Like it's like whatever. This is like it's like any other Coney. Like if you if you cite Nikki D's as a dangerous spot, you could pretty much cite any Coney as a dangerous spot. Any of them, they all they all got their risks, <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, I thought that was entertaining. I saw the. I think I saw one for L.A. actually, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of obvious." Because well, L.A.'s L.A. sketchy spots are famous. I mean, I was just upset that they put uh, McDonald's on Joy and Southfield and then put Murder Mac. Like, you really don't know this fucking place if you don't put Murder Mac. 
They put McDonald's on the on the Detroit list. Yeah, they put McDonald's on Joy and Southfield. Yeah, it's the Murder Mac. Yeah, they didn't put Murder Mac though. Oh, you said because they didn't put the actual term. Oh, yeah. okay. You gotta like, put the term. Uh, I think the, I think the purpose Mac. behind not putting the term was to make people think it's actually like a decent place. Oh, so this because you like, call it Murder Mac, then we were like, oh, that's not a oh, safe so the place list at all. Like highlighted as cool places, but they really fucked. Yeah, up Yeah, the places. point was to be like, hey, go visit uh, here with the knowledge that all those places are fucked up. So if they put Murder Mac, I people are going, going to catch on to the meme like, hey, wait a minute. Like, murder Mac don't sound like a good area, tourist spot at all. Area, we have an area with the illustrious murder bears. And you're like, what the fuck is a murder bear? Does, <laughs> does anybody have murder bears? Like, I don't know if that is that That's a, a Detroit, thing. That got to be a Detroit thing. Dude. I wanna, that I want to know. That got to be a Detroit thing. I want to know that. Dude. Does anybody else? Because everybody, everybody, every hood has spots where... They got people murder killed that. Well, they got people that got killed at. But yeah. do they put do they put teddy bears there and flowers and fucking balloons and shit? Like, I'm assuming it, it gotta be, dude. We gotta do a poll for that. It's gotta be, but like I don't know. But I, we gotta be the only place that calls it murder bears. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> fucked up. But we gotta be. It's, it's never natural causes bears. It's always, no, it's, 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 it's never heart bears. attack bears. <laughs> <laughs> or it's never had a seizure bears. It's always. <laughs> Murder bears. That should be that's the that's the name of the episode. Write it down. Murder bears. Right now. No, natural causes bears. Natural causes bears. <laughs> no one's gonna get that though. They will when they listen to it. Natural causes bears. Okay, cool. Natural causes bears. <laughs> I was about to look on Instagram to see if anybody did the hashtag murder bears. Just Do for it. The, I'm I'm doing it. Natural causes bears. <laughs> Yeah, my my granddad died of old there are age. Four hundred and three posts for murder bears. That's not a lot. Like, if we talking about like how far does it span back? We talking about four hundred and three posts over the course of the past few weeks or the past few years? So, someone had the post as far back as two thousand two. Motor City Muttracker. Yeah, if you got four hundred something posts to go back to two thousand two. That must be just a us. Then one of these, one of these is a, it's a house in the Heidelberg project that has a bunch of bears on it. That don't really count. I mean, I guess it counts. I mean, no, I mean it don't count if you don't find a a, a murder bears posters from somewhere other than here. These is just white people coming in the city taking pictures. Never mind. <laughs> now this is a real one. This is outside of a house and it has. Bears lined up on the porch and it's empty liquor bottles. That's the empty liquor. <laughs> that is the murder bears pulling out for my homie combo. <laughs> yeah. Murder bears. Oh, yeah. So you was going to Chaffee's email, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Distracted. Sorry, Chaffee. Not that you knew he was. Not that you knew we were doing it, but, you know. Yeah. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chaffee. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I kind of comment on a couple of things you guys were talking about. I think Mike was saying, um, you know, going on trips and kind of spending money and how he is, where he is in life right now is like a good thing. And I can totally relate to that because it's like, you know, we're finally paying for like a big family trip and it's nice because we're not doing that whole like, okay, well, if we're going to do this thing, then we can't like afford to go out to eat or we're not going to be able to do some other stuff. But it's like to still be able to live the way we live with, and still be able to pay for this trip it's like a really nice feeling it's one of those things of like remembering like you know kind of growing up sort of poor or, you know not doing much shit or college years being broke as fuck and just living off taco bell but it's like now the point of you know i can pay for my family to do things still hold on pause 
being poor in college, living off Taco Bell. He was balling, Chaffee. I know, right? <laughs> living off Taco Bell. We was living off ramen noodles, my guy. Like <laughs> Taco Bell, man. Chaffee was making it rain. I know, right? G Dep ass nigga. Provide for them, give them pretty much anything they want. Actually, spoil them way too fucking much. Um, but still, knowing that that I did it, and that's a that's a really really nice feeling. Um, and then on the other the other end too, man. Shout out to you for you know for instilling like good values in your son. Um, you know, actually having a son who fucking listens to you, whereas my son uh, pretty much want to put him through a wall every day. <laughs> um, because I don't get those same cooperations from him, but you know he's on some other shit too. So he has uh, he has some issues we're trying to work through. But uh, yeah, we, we we tell him the same things. Like, man, just do your work. You know, kind of listen to your teachers, listen to your parents, and if you want to stay up a little later and play some Fortnite, that'd be cool. If you want to, you know, keep chatting with your friends, we can make that work out. But if you don't do the things you need to do, you can't have that. And so, you know, hearing that that's working out for your son, man, just congratulations. That's awesome. And then, um, Quick pause on that. One of the things that I always tell people, and I think my wife doesn't even completely understand. No, I think she understands, but I think she just doesn't. It's just difficult for her to deal with. But, like, when it comes to um, kids and discipline, um, dad voice is undefeated. Like, and, and dad voice is something that, it sounds harsh. It might sound mean. It might sound like you're doing the most. But when you instill dad voice at a young age, it makes it so you don't have to do it again anymore. And, like, if I if I yell at my daughter, she's two years old. If I yell at my daughter, my wife might be like, like, you wilding, like, chill out. Like, why are you, like, being so hyped up? And I'm like, it's not like I'm about to blow her shit out, but it's like I'm just like, yo, you know, get this shit together. But, like. I, all I do is tell her right now, like, if I tell Michael, hey, it's time for you to go to bed, he don't do shit. He will say, he'll be on his fucking headset with his friends and be like, all right, I got to go to bed. And he cut his game off and he go upstairs. Like, he does what I tell him when I tell him. Because dad voice is a fucking, it, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. And I mean, I've it, never, ever, I mean, ever. Short, it works. I've never been anybody, I don't consider myself to be intimidating at all. Like, I'm light-skinned. I'm like, nobody ever been intimidated <laughs> by a light-skinned dude, ever. Ever. But, like, man, my dad voice is fucking phenomenal. Like, I got, I could write the book on dad voice. I'm telling you. I did dad voice on my son in front of my homeboys, and they all turned around like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I'm about to go to bed. Like, yo. <laughs> like, like, Mike Wallace. And, yeah, so dad voice is undefeated, dog. So, until, until dad voice does not work for me, I'm going to continue to utilize it. And all it is, man, it's just it's just letting your kid know that you're not with the shits. Like, it's just like, you know, you got you got to make this happen. That's why people say, like, you know, you got, you know, uh, black kids or whatever, they need their father around. And it's part of the, part of that is, is the intimidation factor. Like, yo, I'm going to tell your dad. Yo, I'm going to tell your dad. And that's real. If you got dad voice. If you don't got, if your dad voice is weak, it don't matter. But, my dad voices, man, that shit ain't no hoe, dog. I mean, in this in this in this day and age, you is you're so limited to to discipline and so forth with just parenting in general. 
You got to rely on it even more. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you if you have to have a stern voice for the sake of, I mean, and I'm not no parent, but I just, you know, it works versus, you know, a lot of alternative things that you really can't really do anymore. I mean, I got my ass kicked as a kid and mm-hmm. uh, I turned out cool. So <laughs> and, I spanked Michael when he was little, but I haven't had to do it no more. And I don't see myself ever having to spank my daughter like. Cause now I'm utilizing dad voice at a younger age than I deal with Michael. So like, mm-hmm. I don't. She tests me now. Like I could tell she tests me. Like she'll look at me like, "You for real? You for real? I'm about to do it anyway. I'm about to do it anyway. Like don't fucking do it. I'm about to do it anyway. I'm about to do it. Like she try me, but dad voice still check her. Like dad voice can make Michael cry right now. And he's ten. So <laughs> it's real. You know, I guess the the last piece is, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, come out. You guys got to come out in, um, yeah, like early February. Yeah. I mean, sorry, late February, early March. That should be tight. Um, yeah, definitely BTG and I can take you around, take you to some, some places. Oh, he's um, listening. Take you guys to, like, my favorite Mexican restaurant. Notre um, Dame is Take you to my favorite sushi spot. We could just kick it for sure and then do a live episode like we did with yeah. uh, with Sean when he came out here. Late that February, man. So, yeah, look out for, like, the last week in February, uh, maybe early March, and let's get that shit happening. That'd be a lot of fucking fun. All right? Keep doing what you do. You guys got an awesome show. Peace. I'm going to try to sell that. Hey, I know you eight months pregnant, but I'm about to go to L.A. <laughs> like, episode 180, episode 192, Mike gets divorced. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, man, I'm looking, we can do a Friday to fucking Sunday, man. I think my best, and see, the thing is, like, she's at a point where, like, in, especially in February, like, she can't fly at that point. So I can't even be like, yo, let's leave, let's leave the... You know, let's leave a baby with my parents, and let's leave Michael. Whatever. It's like she can't even fly at that point. So and it's it was early enough that you can go, and she's not a threat from having the baby. Right. Tell her it's a podcast educational trip. That's how I will push mine with my wife. I try it. You you tell her actually. <laughs> you tell her. Like yo, me and Mike want to go to Cali to do a podcast with Baylor and Chaffee and, and Sean. <laughs> like, Man, fly out Friday, come back Sunday. Won't be gone too long. You can handle it. He told me he didn't want to do it, but I'm going to try to convince you. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> so, maybe she just listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> Slip her note under the door or something. And then leave. <laughs> Ring the bell and bust up. Uh, I can't do uh, March, anything in March. Yo, One. I can't do anything in March. Well, because I got a trip already, so I can't really take the time. Um, and then we got the Cigar Fest March 2nd, so that's early March. So March is pretty much gone. One of the late weekends of February is highly possible. So, yeah. Let's somehow finagle that one. <laughs> 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 That's your only chance of going, dog. Unless you're going after the baby. And then, are you really traveling with the baby? Are y'all really putting it's the baby no in the win. baby? It's no win for me. No, I can't go solo late in pregnancy, and then I can't go. That's your best chance baby. late in pregnancy, but not too late. Like mm-hmm. March would be out of the question. 
Mm-mm. I can't see it. I can't see it. <sighs> Tell the food to meet us halfway somewhere. Shit. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Why don't y'all come here? Well, to Iowa, shit. Why don't y'all come here? Chaffee, is your wife pregnant? Baylor, is your wife pregnant? No. Why don't y'all come out here to the D? We show you around. I already been to y'all spot. Why don't y'all come over here? How about that? Where's how about that? We can go to Nikki D's. Where's how about that? Oh, the girl from uh, Dr. Phil. Catch me outside. How about that? What's Come, what's, come to Detroit. How about that? Do you remember her name? Do you know her name? Danielle. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought she had like a. Oh, say, Bad Baby. I'm going to say a street name. But what is it? Bad, bad Baby. Oh. With, with mad, wayward, useless H's. <laughs> oh, so, it's, so it's B-H-A-D? Yes. B-H-A-D. Oh, and then I think it's like B-H-A-B-I-E. I don't, I don't know. All right. Whatever. Bad All right, baby, well, let's, bad Barbie. I don't let's, know. Let's get to our topics because we it's already got H's. we're already hour almost hour in. Yeah, with full entertainment though. Right. So, um, yo, one thing I want to talk about, right? So when we had our cigar meetup this month, which was I don't know what date. Um, we had uh Sheldon from uh what would they say next came out right, and he was sitting at the bar with me or whatever. We was talking. And I'm not going to get into too much about how he was under the impression I didn't like him, but whatever, right? But we were talking about, like, um, how we utilize um, extra money. And he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I got this many. I got these cars. I got these cardies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck would you, like, if you got loot, like, why would you spend money on an extra car or a couple extra cars or on Cardi's or whatever. And he was like, he, he said something to me that I thought was kind of like interesting <laughs> slash insightful, but he was saying that like, it's kind of how he was raised. Cause he said like his, his parents or whatever was, had loot and was into that flossy shit, which to me right now, as an adult that makes a decent amount of money, I'm not thinking about buying shit to impress other people. Like I'm not here like, yo, let me get Cardi's. Let me get, these outfits, let me get these J's, let me get these Jordans. Like, not like I'm not about that life right now. But he's a, he's older than me, but it's still kind of about that life. And he was he was saying basically like that's what I was raised on. And we just talking about basically the the words that I wrote down on my notes for the podcast topic was how niggas spend their money. And I didn't put there, I put they. <laughs> how niggas spend their money. And like I I thought that was interesting because different backgrounds and different just like ways of growing up, I guess can dictate how you utilize extra funds. Cause he was saying he was jealous of me from my, my, my little Europe trip and shit. But I'm like, bro, you spent more money like on your Cardi's and your car than I spent on going to Europe. Like you could do Europe. No problem. Like you got the loot for that, but you spent it on glasses, man. Like why? He was like, this is how I was raised. Like, I'm like, I thought that was interesting. Like, do you, so my, my point of bringing it up was, do you have any experience with the idea of your background affecting how you spend money? If you want to like do extra shit outside of like, you know, bills and shit like that. Cause that was kind of mind blowing to me. I mean, no, I don't think I was a little different. I was a lot different. Um, for that is that, you know, I think it's, I think at some point, a lot of people have always had maybe a desire to maybe floss, but some people did because they had means, and a lot of people didn't because they didn't have means. Um, 
but I just I remember being I remember in high school it was like you know it was like this certain cliquish group of kids who always had guest outfits on who always skipped school to go come up get Jordans and come back third hour you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. shit like that and I had a money for that shit I I remember my mom had a money for it um, I worked all through high school so it's like the little money I had I was buying cool shit but it wasn't nothing that was like flossing and shit just nicer than the shit my mom wouldn't couldn't buy me and shit but I wanted nice shit and shit like that but just you know couldn't so I never was in that you know I never had that mindset um I remember when I got to the age of wanting to and stuff, I still didn't. I think I still just spent my money at the bar and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I still didn't. You know, never had any crazy expensive car, never had rims, never had no. I mean, I've been wearing glasses for five years now, and I'm pretty much standard issue. Oh, I did upgrade. Turn my ringer off. I did upgrade to some Ray-Bans this year. So, uh, <laughs> I, I but, mean, I think my current glasses are Ray Bans, but they're not. They weren't pricey. I, I meant that jokingly because they really wasn't pricey at all. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I, they, like my insurance covered a lot of the costs. <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't put any weight in that kind of shit. And it's not it, that's not me trying to be bougie or nothing like that. It was just like I didn't. Well, not bougie because I think you'd be bougie if you did put weight into it. But like, I just. I don't know. I guess I think it kind of is how you were raised, though, because like he was saying his parents had loot and they were kind of flossy, whatever. So now that he's, you know, however old he is, I know he's older than me, so he's probably in his 40s. Like whatever, you know, extra money he has to spend on extra shit, he spends it on like, you know, flossy shit like cardies and cars and shit like that. When I was a kid, my parents used to always take us on trips. So you always have kids who will be like, yo, I've never been anywhere. Whereas my ass would be like, yo, I've been to Disney World like five times. Because (laughs) And I I saw a lot of this country when I was a kid because my parents would take us to, we would go to like, I don't want to say destination trips because they make it sound like you went overseas. But it would be like, you know, Florida or Cali or Texas or whatever, Nashville, anything like that. Like we would go, we would go places. So like that was to me how... If you if you had money to spend, that was where you went. So now that I'm I'm my current age and I got money to spend, like I if I have extra loot like that, if if, if it's beyond like, you know, fix up the house type shit or take care of bills or, you know, repairs or whatever, if it's outside of that and it's just like, yo, this is extra loot, my first thought is like, where can I travel to? And that was like how I was raised. But also, I don't really feel like it's how I was raised is the reason anyway. I feel like the reason is just because like I have so much interest in other cultures and see how other people live. Like I would never want to be limited to to what it's like to be in Detroit. Like I I, I like to see what people live like in Atlanta or what people live like in, in LA or what people live like in New York. Like to me, like one of my favorite one of my all time favorite trips that I've had was going to New York with Chris. Um for fashion week like i got a gig in fashion week and i went there to to photograph that shit in new york and chris rolled with me and we did a road trip and that was like one of that's one of my all-time favorite trips like the actual drive itself was dope and then just like being in new york for some shit like that was was nuts i i I absolutely love new york like i feel like i feel like new york is like my soul like i feel like if i could be born anywhere else it would have been new york and i'd be awesome in new york but like 
I cherish that kind of shit. Like that's the kind of shit that I think is dope. So I think it, I, like when he said that, it actually made me think. Like it actually is probably tied to what you were raised with, and I had never considered that before. So like, I'm curious. I'm curious to like, it, like well, people I, our age, like what they did when they were kids, if that impacts how they spend excess money as adults, even if it's sub- subconscious. Well, I, I didn't think about it till he said that. Well, I think too. I think your 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 son is how old? Ten. So, granted, you probably didn't had them thoughts before he was born, but for at least the last ten years, flossing any of that stuff just it, even if it probably wasn't beforehand, it's definitely not one of those priorities. You know what I'm saying? You have after that or whatever. You got a family, you got kids. Things are a little different and shit like that. Even though. You know, you say, you know, you guys do travel and that's kind of your way of spending money and doing things and stuff like that. I just always want to travel. I figure, you know, I don't need the the other bullshit. Like, I don't need the, you know. And and, and again, you know, Sheldon, he's a, 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 he's a grown-ass, single-ass man and no kids and, you know. All it, the more reason he should travel. It, all, all the more reason he should travel, though. And that's what I told him. I was like, you got the money. You have no obligations that tie you to here. You can go wherever you want. Really? But you buy Cardis and fucking and Rams. Like, and he I, was like, yeah, I know it's dumb, but like, that's, <laughs> that's just how I was right. Like, he acknowledges that is, that is weird, but he's just I like, mean, I hope, that's I hope just the what my life I, was I, like. I, I just hope the conversation just sparked something with him because the, he has the, the, perfect, the perfect situation for traveling. I'm like, man, don't be jealous of me, nope. dog. Like, no we could easily switch roles. No kids, no girl, no, no, no dog, no animal. You ain't got to board an animal to go nowhere. You just fucking lock your fucking house up and go somewhere. He spent more on glasses than I spent on trips. Like, we could easily switch. I could actually. I don't even know if we could easily switch. I don't know if I could afford to buy Cardi's. Like he, like him and his. I think he said his brother. Buys Cardi's like I could I can't buy Cardi's like that. How much he said they spent on that? Like he said his brother spent a pair bought a pair of Cardi's that in my head I was like that's a Europe that's a, like a two week Europe trip dog like for glasses and and you got to walk around and, and and worry about your life. Well, that's the thing for <laughs> like, me is that that's the extra I don't, point. I don't have to walk around like I done stole something, like a motherfucker coming at me trying to steal my shit off my face. Yeah, I, like, I don't. Like, I don't gotta buy fucking like tickets to Europe and be like, I hope somebody don't rob me and kill me for these. Like Detroit has a horrible <laughs> reputation for people being robbed for Cardi's, like horrible. robbed and killed for Cardi's. Yeah, killed too. Let me not leave that part out. <laughs> killed. Yeah, it's kind of an important piece. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a damn important piece. Fucking killed for some fucking glasses. That's the reason why I never I made really, that point. I always wanted rims. I like cars. I, I'm really into cars. I like rims. But I'm like, man, I don't want to get got. I want my shit stolen, let alone fucking somebody shooting me for my shit. Yeah, he was talking about being stopped at a light and somebody pulled up beside him and asked him about his car. And he said he was worried that motherfuckers were going to jack him and shit. And I'm like, I don't have to worry about that if I buy tickets to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I just got tickets in my pocket and I just go. Right. I don't have to worry about somebody like, hey, hey, he going to Europe? Let's rob that nigga. Bring your like, passport, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Let's rob that nigga. Like, no, I don't have that problem. So, I'm like, we could switch and you'd be doing way better off than me. I'd be sitting here like, yeah, I guess I can buy one pair of Cardis and now my 
total bonus money is spent on a pair of glasses and now I got to walk around hoping I don't get killed. Whereas you could take the same money and travel to Europe and be happy and comfortable. Yeah. I... Be up in there single fucking French bitches and shit with no, <laughs> with no, not nary a care in the world. And I'm over here with a pair of glasses hoping I don't get shot. He could downgrade his glasses a little bit, buy some trips, buy some trips. Yeah, buy some tickets, buy some trips. Yeah, buy some trips. And yeah. be the fuck out this motherfucker. But yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting that, because I, I'd never considered that or known that the idea that somebody could um, utilize their extra money in a way that might not be the wisest, but it's, it's because of how they were raised. Like I, I thought that was super interesting. So I told him, I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about that on the podcast. And that was like three weeks ago. But... We talked about it, so I lived up to my. And granted, we didn't. My never, word. We hadn't recorded between then. So. Yeah. So we're gonna take a pause because I gotta piss. So we're not gonna edit this. We're just gonna pause it. And I'm gonna pee. All right, peace. And we're back. Indeed. So the uh, the next um topic we got is uh actually before we go into the next topic, I want to ask you a real quick question. I saw this um uh I want to say on Facebook a few years ago and it asked what is the best feeling in the world? What would your answer be? The best feeling in the world. Mhm. I think for me it's doing doing foreshadowing. Stuff. I've spent a fairly large amount of time thinking about this, <laughs> so go ahead answer. I don't know if I have the best, but one of the best or the best. One of the best feelings in the world for me, I guess I'll just answer that, is uh, doing cool shit for my mom. Just because, um, well, because she's my mom, <laughs> but uh, knowing that you know, you know my. My mom, you know, she was pretty much single single parent for the most part of my childhood. She worked a few jobs, was still on eight, never really had crazy education, so she never really had no high-paying-ass job. So, you know, she's not going to be retiring and, and living lavish somewhere and shit like that. So to be able to do shit for my mom, it, it definitely ranks high on the best feelings of, of shit for me. So Okay, so now let me... Let me alter the question. <laughs> okay. Physical feeling. Best feeling. <laughs> Not an emotional feeling. Physical feeling. Shit. A nut? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expected you to say. Secondly, maybe a good buzz. That's what I expected you to say. So, I would argue <laughs> that a better feeling than that is if you got to piss or shit real bad <laughs> and then you get to do it. <sighs> I would argue that might be better. <laughs> like, Dude, I will say. Because what made me think pit. about it was a post I saw where somebody argued that um, having to piss or shit real bad and getting to do it was better than a nut. And I thought about it and I was like, you might be right. <laughs> You might be right, man. Just because, and here's the reason why. Because, like I said, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> like, so think of it as 
a discrepancy, a difference between two states, right? So, like, a, a, a nut, you're coming from stasis. Like, you good. Like, you're normal, you good, and you bust a nut, and you're like, oh, man, that was amazing. But if you got a piss or shit, you're coming from a spot where you were in, like, dire straits. Like, oh, man, I'm struggling right now. And then you get the ultimate release of, like, ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right. I feel like that might actually be better. And I might uh, say, I mean. And then also duration, too. Because, like, how long do a nut last? Like, it's, it's, it's two far, seconds. far minute when you think about it. <laughs> like and, I, and I would actually rank. You can have the, a magical piss for, like, a minute and a half. I, I would actually rank <laughs> the piss over the shit because it's, like, just the whole process just. Yeah, I, I would I would rank that super high. You gotta pee real, 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 real bad. When you get to do it, there's nothing more than ah, uh, and that shit can last for like a minute and a half. No, depending that's, on that's how bad you gotta strong, go. Strong, super strong point. Super yeah. strong point. So yeah, obviously I thought about that while I was pissing because I had to go real bad. Yeah, right. I'm like, it was no coincidence that. Yeah, it was no co- that was not in the topics list. <laughs> I'm gonna add it since we t- <laughs> since we really talked about it, but yeah. So, what were you saying about uh, next topic? Oh, um, did you want to go into uh, um, R. Kelly? Oh yeah, well, not in that way, but yeah, yeah. I want to talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't want to go into R. Kelly. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't go nowhere near R. Kelly. So the reason I wanted to talk about R. Kelly was because I saw, and uh, I guess so. I guess over the course of the past, I don't know what, maybe two, three weeks. I'm horrible with time. It could have been two months for all I know. Two, three weeks. There's some dude named Jaquees or whatever. I have no clue who this dude is. Like, I ain't never heard of this guy. But he called himself the king of R&B. And then everybody was like, well, who do you actually consider the king of R&B? So, like, on one hand, I'm like, who is Jaquees? Because I don't know who this dude is. Like, I've never heard a Jackie song, nothing. I don't know. Literally, I don't know who this guy is, right? But it sparked this conversation of who is the king of R&B. So I saw uh, a number of conversations about this, but I saw one in particular that said that they felt like uh, Chris Brown was the king of R&B. So I'm reading the comments and shit, right? And... Nobody really refuted that, really. It was just other people saying, like, well, I think it's this person. Well, I think it's that person. So I look at things very uh, very black and white. Like, we, we've covered this on the podcast before. I like to make lists. You know, like, I'm big on lists and shit like that, right? So when I make a list, you can't make a list without criteria. So I'm not a big R&B guy, right? So... Um, but I, I'm, I'm knowledgeable on it. So I thought, like, if I were to make a list of the best R&B artists, what criteria would I use to rank it? So when I saw that post, I was like, if I were to make a list, uh, I mean, if I were to make a list of the criteria for somebody to be the best, you know, the king of R&B, the list would start with being a great singer. So I was like, well, that to me that automatically rules out Chris Brown because he sounds like a like a he sounds like a a prepubescent teen. Like he doesn't sound like an adult. He sounds like a kid to me. Like I don't think he's a good singer at all. 
So I'm like that to me. I'm like that rules out Chris Brown. Like the number one criteria being a good singer, he's out. So like I was either king R and B. So then I'm scrolling through the comments, and one of the comments was like, "Yeah, I would say it was R Kelly, but he got all these, you know, all the all his other shit, you know, all the." You know, all his shit, you know, fucking kids and peeing on him and shit like that. And I replied to that comment. I was like, mentioning my <laughs> aforementioned list, if I were to make a list of the criteria for the king of R&B, being a good dude would not be on that list. Like, so, like, I don't, I don't understand why. There's no, like, humanitarian out- awards for king of R&B. It's, yeah. Like- it's, it's criteria is singing related. Yeah, so why would you rule out R. Kelly because he pissed on people? Like, I mean, yes, that is shitty. If you if you're making a list of like uh the 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 most humanitarian R and B singers, yeah, he ain't gonna rank. But if you're just talking about like R and B like making music and shit, I don't I don't factor in pissing on people as as criteria. So it made me like I reflected on it a little bit and I was like I in my novice knowledge on R&B, I would probably give that title to R. Kelly. Like, I, 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 when I think of R. Kelly, I think of, one, he's a dude who, especially in this age of music, sounds in real life just like he sounds on a record. So, like, if you got, if you playing Bump and Grind from fucking foreplay and shit, that was on foreplay, right? I don't, I don't know his shit like that. I'm assuming it was on foreplay. So if you playing bump and grind on foreplay, and you're like, yo, this sounds great. And then you ran to R. Kelly on the street and was like, hey, sing bump and grind. It would sound just like the fucking record. <laughs> like, no, you're right, though. Like, he's like a crazy good singer, right? And then you talk about hits. And I don't even mean hits like in the sense of like shit that topped the billboard. Like, just like timeless songs, right? So if we go... What, this is one of my favorite ways to rank music. If you go 50 years into the future, is this person's music still going to be something that people listen to? Because you got people like that right now. You got people, maybe not 50 years, but like, say, what is this, 2019? Oh, shit, it might be close to 50 years. But people from like the 70s, their music is still relevant and impactful right now. Even if you don't go back that far, you know, people like, you know, Prince or whatever, or, or Michael Jackson, or whatever, like their music, like, like Michael Jackson and Prince are never going to be forgotten. Like I, I'm, I firmly believe that 300 years from now, there will be people who will be like, Hey, <laughs> Prince and Michael Jackson was dope. Just like, you no, know, absolutely. Have people, it will, they, they're, their music is going to be re- relevant for yeah. shit. As long as just like, like presidents time. and shit like that, you know, you have a pre- like people are going to talk about Abraham Lincoln, like Abraham Lincoln was eight in the 1800s in the 2400s. People are going to talk about Abraham Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation, all that kind of shit. It's not going away. I don't see anybody ever saying like Chris Brown's yo in like 2030. Like, yo, <laughs> Chris Brown was popping. You remember that song? Yo, that shit was dope. And I, I, I underscored it by saying 2030, 2230. Ain't nobody going to be talking about Chris Brown's yo. In 2230, I, I'm absolutely certain people will still be talking about Thriller. <laughs> like, no, it, seriously, it ain't going no, nowhere. No, no, they really will be. It ain't going nowhere. And I kind of feel that same way about R. Kelly. Like, I don't think 
R. Kelly's hits like Bump and Grind or or uh, I don't know anything you think of Step in the Name of Love. I don't know whatever the fuck R. Kelly song you might like. R. Kelly ain't going nowhere. In twenty two thirty, I still feel like when people talk about great music, there's potential for R. Kelly to still be mentioned. There is zero potential for Chris Brown to still be mentioned, <laughs> none whatsoever. No. And R. Kelly will live on just from peeing. <laughs> so like, and that that's an accomplishment in and of itself. I mean, it's amazing that, that he, your urine will make you live on forever. It, I mean, what's crazy is that throughout all of the the scan of all the shit that he's you know done and fucked up, that he he still he's still around, and he still he could go to he could have a concert right now. It'll still sell out. It'll still sell out. And I, I thought that I thought that it was interesting that people made cases for like current people. And like for me, I always think of like longevity. And I don't see Chris Brown having that. And like I said, I think he's a shitty singer for one. But like if you want to talk about like dancing and shit like that, I'm not even entirely sure that his dancing will last far into the future. He was like, yo, Chris Brown was one of the greatest dancers ever. I think that could happen. I think that will happen for Michael Jackson. I don't think it's going to happen for Chris Brown. So, like, I feel like you're trapped in the moment if you want to put Chris Brown in that conversation. But I feel like if you put R. Kelly in that conversation, you you have you have a pretty strong case. And you have to put aside his fuck shit because it's, that's not the criteria for best of or gold or whatever it's the not. fuck you want to, you know, king or... Whatever the hell you, you want to, nah. You have, to, I mean, he's a shit human being. I probably, I probably steer steer clear of any R. Kelly songs probably for the my foreseeable future. And he will be equally famous for that. Like if if people will still talk about his fire ass music in twenty two hundred, they will also still talk about his pissing in twenty two hundred. Like that ain't going nowhere either. But like I, I don't know. I just think that nigga music is timeless, dog. Like he's gonna be a staple of R and B. For the foreseeable future, just like James Brown or Michael Jackson or Prince or uh, anybody you can think of who 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 was relevant at some point, like I think there's certain people who are just going to last forever. Just like, like I, I think it's a good comparison to comparing to presidents because presidents, like you, you run down a history of presidents, like. Even right now in 2019, people would be like, who was the president in, you know, 1792? You know, and, and that's a thing that that will last forever. Like, there's no amount of time that will go by where people won't know that George Washington was the first president. And I think there's no amount of time that's going to go by where at some point Michael Jackson will be forgotten. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that, not to say that I think that's going to be the case for R. Kelly, but, like, I feel like... R. Kelly has a stake to be in somebody whose music will persist far beyond his lifespan, whereas Chris Brown's music ends when he ends, like if not earlier. Yeah, so. I, I mean, as much as they've tried they, to get R. Kelly out the paint, it just seems to not be working. So, and I, I don't think it's any any knock to you as a person to be like R. Kelly's the king of R and B. There, there, there's no. There's no inherent approval of pedophilia in saying that R. Kelly made great music. Like, the two things don't go hand in hand. You can say R. Kelly made great music and not be a pedophilia fan. Like, it's, it's not the same thing. Do you have any comments on uh, or thoughts on 
kings of R and B. No, I mean I I I, uh, I kind of agree with you're saying. Um, I don't have any anything to really add for it. Who would you give it. that title to? Huh? Who would you give that title no, to? No, I agree. I, I mean, so you you would give it to R Kelly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, just, I agree. I mean, like you say, there's no there's no taking away that he's a shitty ass human being, but he's made hits. You know, uh, he actually can fucking sing. And that's pretty much how do you do it? I mean, like I say, I probably for the not for the next foreseeable future, excuse me, probably won't listen to shit he 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 makes just because I, I don't like him as a person. That doesn't take away the fact, you know. There's there's been I've only been fans of of Detroit teams, Michigan teams. That doesn't take away to say that Tom Brady is a great fucking quarterback or take away anything else, you know, from any player else, but. It just is what it is. So I, I agree with that. Yeah, that, It's just uh, shitty that he's a fucked up human being, so you can't really celebrate the motherfucker. My mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yeah. Like, that shit ain't going nowhere, bro. Nowhere. Do you think there's a king of hip-hop? I feel like that's way less defined, I think. like I don't think there's a hip-hop version of R. Kelly. What and I could, I could be tripping. Like, because like, to me... I think of like R. Kelly's greatest hits and shit like that, and his 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 impact on R and B. Like I I do feel like do I do I feel like R. Kelly will last as long as Michael Jackson and like the history of like music? No, no. But do I think that R. Kelly will last in the history of music far more than other R and B singers? Yes. I'm trying to think of like, is there anybody in hip hop who's comparable? Because hip hop is very ebbs, ebbs and flow. Like you, you have people who are popping and they're gone, and you have new people popping and they're gone. And then like the people who hip hop, and that's another thing is hip hop is fairly young, right? So like the pioneers of hip hop don't really resonate with people right now, whereas the pioneers of like R and B or jazz, they still resonate with fans of that genre right now. So, like, I don't know if there's necessarily anybody in hip-hop. And you could still have somebody who's, like, the king of hip-hop right now, right? But, like, is there anybody whose rap is timeless like a like a Michael Jackson or a Prince, like, for, for, for music or something like that? I, I, don't, I don't know that there is. I, and I, I'm, I'm just speaking off the top of the head because I haven't thought about it at all. But. So, I guess, I guess my, my one question would be, where do you fit Jay Z in that conversation? I, I just when you think about just just music making and longevity and things of that nature, he's like the first person that sticks out to me. He's the first person that sticks out to me too, and I think it's because um, he's one who also has transcended generations, like not generations, but like generations of hip hop. Put it that way, like. Because you got, like, your people who are, like, big fans of, like, the original innovators of hip-hop. And you have, like, that 90s uh, era of hip-hop. You got, like, the 2000s era. You got current era, shit like that. And Jay-Z's the only person who kind of, like, has consistently been relevant throughout all of those phases. So I feel like he's the best example of that. But you still doubt it. But though. I don't. Yeah, I, I I question whether or not. 
through the evolution of hip hop, if say a hundred years down the road, let's use a hundred years as the barometer. Like if a hundred years down the road, people would be like, still gonna be like, hey, remember Jay Z? Or hey, have you listened to, to the Blueprint? Or you know anything like that? And I I think it's likely, but I, yeah, I don't see. I, qu- I question. I'm not sure. Whereas I'm sure Thriller ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like like that ain't going nowhere. No, you gonna. I mean, 25 years from now. 200 years from now, Thriller ain't going nowhere. Oh, no. I, I, I totally agree with that. 15, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, Jay-Z is going to be mentioned in the greatest of hip-hop. Yes, for sure. But is he going to be, like, the, the gold standard? Like, when people talk about hip-hop 100 years from now, probably are talk about Jay-Z? I think so. Probably, yeah. I think... I think you when you think about originators of hip hop and things of that nature, they are probably going to be forgotten because history doesn't really move in a positive way for the like history of of hip hop, like Grandmaster Flash and a lot of these other guys. You know, they were like aged out of their their time. Yeah. Yeah, so KR, I think Tupac ain't going nowhere K- neither. No, no, he ain't he, going nowhere neither. I mean, he was he was liked by so many people outside of rap, so that's not going to happen. And I can't pinpoint why I think Tupac ain't going nowhere, but Biggie might. I feel like Biggie's longevity in music will probably die out before Tupac's, and I don't really know why I feel that way because I feel like most people take them kind of hand in hand, but I think that. Tupac's uh, influence outside of music will help him because, like, he was like, like toward the end of his life, he was like a low key activist. I, and I was about to say, Biggie, <laughs> like, Biggie wasn't no activist. And if you actually start listening, going back to listen, and not to put the not to put the Jay Z, I'm sorry, the Tupac was no saint by any fucking means. But when you start going back and really listening to a lot of uh, Biggie music. He was on some fucked up shit. <laughs> you just you think about you think about dead wrong and some other shit. You know what I'm saying? And he, but I, and I think too, Pac and Biggie probably would have been problematic if social media was as popular as it is now as yeah, it was Tupac, when they were. Tupac though, he shifted with the time. No, 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 he did, and he did. I just think he would have had some apologies or some some shit that popped <laughs> off. You know, for apologies. some. <laughs> You know, for some shit he said, you know, but I think about putting out tweets like I just want to apologize for what I said. Right, me right. and my bitch. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend. I'm sorry. But uh, Biggie would have had a lot. I mean, uh, yeah. And it's amazing that Biggie doesn't get put into the whole, uh, I guess, homosexual frame. And when he uh, the one reference he did, uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, you look so good. I suck in your daddy's dick. Mm-hmm. Like that just went like over motherfuckers' heads as if it was some like you know he's a hard enough rapper he could say this shit <laughs> or something like that. Like he said that shit in in this time. You know he 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 would have been the closet rapper. They've been waiting to come out or some crazy shit. I think I, mean, I think Biggie benefited. Biggie's one of the ones who benefited heavily from dying early. Cause like when I look at like. Biggie died after two albums, dog. Like two albums, and the nigga had bars. And that was all. And yeah, like, he did. And that was always my biggest argument. It's like you know, I was always a bigger Pac fan 
than Biggie. And the biggest argument for me was always been he had two albums. Yeah. He had two albums. And not to and not to say that Pac had all great fucking albums, but he had two albums. <laughs> and Pac, I think the thing about Tupac was that Tupac was very um emotional. Like his music resonated with a lot of people because of his passion. Like he had and then you could see even that he died at like Fuck! It was like twenty five, like something like mad young, right? They both were like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, so like, like to us, we were probably like in high school or some shit at the time, and it was like, oh, yo, this is just a rapper that died. But like now, at our current ages, he died young as fuck. Yeah, I didn't realize. I, I think it took years afterwards. They're like, man, he was really fucking young. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you think about his catalog and you think about songs that probably would resonate, like that were on, you know. Other than just rap shit, you know, uh, share so many tears, fucking dear mama, fucking you know, other shit, uh, death around the corner, uh, and then you think about Biggie, and it was like sky's the limit, <laughs> and that was the only song that was like positive yeah. or something that wasn't, you know, what I'm saying, uh, shoot the bitch in the face, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> whatever the fuck, but. Like, you, you can watch Tupac interviews and be like, yo, this dude was, like, kind of ahead of his time. Like, he was, like, like I said, he was, like, a, a, a burgeoning, like, activist. And I think that, I think I mean, that, that was in resonate. his family, though, with his mom and, you know, saying yeah. things that age. So, but, you know, Biggie was just a street nigga that just rapped. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, like I say, he had two albums and... and I feel like Biggie had the potential of being a lot better if he would have, you know, granted not been killed, but it is what it is. His, 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 his clock stopped and he became the greatest fucking rapper ever. And I was just like, how, <laughs> how? Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get with that. Cause I'm like, yo, he had two albums, dog, two. How? And actually I like Biggie. I just didn't like him more Me than too. I, Me too. I just didn't like him more than I like Pot. Yeah. Same. And, and Pac I, I, was my favorite rapper, you know, one of my favorite rappers. Still is one of he's my. He's still one of my favorite. Yeah, still, he's still, still one of my is favorite one of my, my favorite. And it's like it. It wasn't just the music. It like for me, it was the activism. Because like when I started watching interviews with him, like as an adult, and I'm like, yo, this dude's like 25, and is like speaking to shit that's relevant right now. And I don't know. I might be in a, in a minority, but I enjoy this charisma of acting. Like I enjoyed no, all the movies no. I saw him in from I, no, I from Pointing <laughs> Justice to Gridlock to uh, Above the Rim. You know what I mean? I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him as a uh, as an actor. So I would say also, in addition to enjoying him as an actor, I think he took good roles. Yeah, like, he didn't take like House Party Seven. No, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do fucking like he didn't do anything. It was like fucking. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was Shawshank a fucking, Redemption. I mean, like, he did. I mean, and he and he did different roles. Like he was a fucking cop in Gridlock. Yeah, with, uh, Jim, with Jim Belushi, one of the Belushi's. Yeah, it was uh, a Belushi. A Belushi. Uh, you know, from the 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 dope boy. You know, uh, drug dealer from a butter rim to you know old postal worker ass nigga from <laughs> you know poetic justice. So I, I I enjoyed him as a uh, as an actor. I thought he was pretty good. I did too. And that was one of my favorite points to make about him was that he I don't think he made a shitty movie. Like if I watched Gridlock as an adult And of course would I shit. Think, would I think Gridlock was a good movie as an adult? 
I don't know. I haven't seen. I went back and watched it. Uh, I was on a flight somewhere and I was watching it, and I was just at like, the oh. time I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I, and, and I was like, oh, this was still it still held some weight. Like he was pretty good at that. I and I was still like, above the rim, ain't touchable, dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, above the rim is like that's my above the rim. I have so much history with above the rim. Like, yeah. like take Tupac being in it, take the soundtrack, and then take the fact that at the time that above the rim hit TV. That was when NBA on TNT played back-to-back games every Tuesday and Thursday, and then after that they would play above the rim. So like, so like I associate that with my childhood so heavy. Well, that uh, in addition to those, um, I seen that at Norwest above the rim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it was. I want to say above the rim came out in '93 because I say '94 or maybe '94. I just remember. Don't change it. You said ninety three. I said ninety four. Let's see who's right. <laughs> it's another situation of my like incredibly weird memory. No, oh, ninety four. Ah. Um, <laughs> no, and it's and you're right. Ninety four, and I was. It came out March twenty third. I went to see it f- for my birthday around that. My birthday is the twenty fourth. So can you explain to me why your parents took you to see an R rated movie at that age? seen so many weird R-rated movies when I was young, dude. My parents did not let me see R-rated movies. I saw Above the Rim on after NBA, after the NBA doubleheader on TNT, edited. I didn't see Above the Rim unedited until I was probably like a teenager. I seen, I seen it well, that would have been a teenager in 90, well, you wanted a teenager in 94. Would you, 11? <laughs> 12, oh no. Bitch ass nigga, I was 12, <laughs> dog. <laughs> Fuck out of here! You made it seem like you Tell was, me I was eleven. I was twelve. Like, I was giving you one. You made it seem like you was ten or some I, I shit. Was 12, like, dog. like I didn't see it until I was a teenager. Fuck here. I was twelve. <laughs> but that was when it came out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Didn't see it in a theater. Yeah. Um. Shit, I seen that, and I that seen, shit hits fucking TNT like two, three years later. I seen I was a teenager at that point. <laughs> I, I, I seen Menace Society at. I want to say I seen Miss Society at Norwest as well. You saw mad R-rated movies in the theaters. Your parents didn't give a fuck. Nah, my mom was like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. Man, when did I see an R-rated movie in the theater? I don't know when I saw I I, probably, it, I probably didn't see an R-rated movie into the theater until I was actually 17. Even before then, and granted, it wasn't like some violent R-rated movie, and I believe it was R-rated. Uh, but uh, I still remember the first R-rated movie I saw. With my parents' permission. I saw Mo' Better Blues at the theater. This and that was in 90. Uh, and I saw that. At, and my uncle. I, he didn't give a fuck. My uncle <laughs> took me. My uncle took me and my uh, my cousin Riley. And I seen that at the theater. The Mercury. Damn. And that was in 90. <laughs> yeah, family so I'm like, fuck. They was like, we seen all this bullshit. I didn't see an already movie into the theater until I was old enough to go see an already movie in the theater. My parents let me see the first R-rated movie I ever saw. <laughs> and it's so random. No one's, no one's ever going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that shit. It was, ab- it was a movie called Absolute Power. It had Clint Eastwood in it. You're right. What do you mean I'm right? No one will remember that. Oh, I'm like, I was <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, you're know. right. I did have Clint Eastwood in it. Uh, yeah, it had Clint Eastwood in it. It was like a government-type movie. And... um. They let me watch it on, like, HBO or some shit like that. And they had to, like, pre-watch it to make sure there wasn't no fucking in it. <laughs> so, like, it was like, oh, it's just it's just R-rated for, like, cussing and violence? All right, you can watch it. So, Absolute Power, I would guess maybe 
six or seven, maybe? They let me watch that? And that was like the first R-rated movie that my parents allowed me to watch. I went to... Hey, Siri, when did Absolute Power come out? I found three for you to choose from. Absolute oh. I'm going to choose this first Absolute one. Power. 1997. Nailed it. What did I say? 96 or 97? 97. I wouldn't see. You remember the docu- documentary Rhyme and Reason? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen that by myself at the theater, and I wasn't even old enough. I don't know how they let me see that one. I saw that, too. How did I see that? I saw that at... I think I saw that at Norwest, too. I say that was 96? Okay. Um, I'm strangely good with years. I don't know why. I don't know how I did not see years. the show documentary. That was in 95. Nah, I wasn't that interested in that one. Yeah, I, I wasn't. But Rhyme and Reason, I remember seeing that one. I remember getting the soundtrack. And I, I, remember, I was just about to say, I remember Rhyme and Reason for the soundtrack. I remember the soundtrack. <laughs> what was my song? Was it a masterpiece song on yep. there? Yep, They're Heaven for a Gangster. Yes. The, the fucking, no, it wasn't a regular one. It was the remix. It was the remix on there. The remix, dog. Man, that was my shit. Yeah, I love that shit. And then they had a uh, Cavi hit was on it, I think. I don't know. That was that. that was uh um Dog was it Dog Sounds like it. Yeah, nothing but a cavity hit. That was uh That sounds familiar. That was Matt now. Ten and the Dog Pound. That sounds familiar. Oh, let me just play it. That sounds familiar. Um I feel like that was something I fucked with too, but now I don't I don't remember. No, I'm pretty it, sure you, you know it. that song. Dude. Yeah, now that you mention it, I feel like that. That sounds familiar. You don't know this one? It don't ring a bell right now, but I know I know that title. That was the shit, dog. Yeah, I, I think like my, my <laughs> circling it back, my whole thing with R. Kelly being the king of R and B is that I feel like that nigga's music ain't going nowhere, and I feel like a lot of people's music that are in this king of R and B discussion are not gonna last. Like even if you say somebody like Usher, like I feel like. Even Usher will be ultimately forgotten at some point. Or be like a, oh, yeah, I remember Usher. But not like, again, I, I keep going back to the well with Michael Jackson and Prince. But, like, I feel like them they ain't going nowhere. They're like the fucking George Washington of, 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 of music. Nah, yeah, I agree. Like, who was the first president? George Washington. Who put out the most fire fucking albums of all time? Michael Jackson. If I ain't going nowhere, so I think I, I I don't know that that just sparked the whole the whole thought of King of R and B, which is not my uh not my area of expertise, but I don't know. Maybe think about it, and I don't think that there's a hip hop equivalent. No, I, I yeah, I mean, I think when you think of it, you think. Jay Z is probably the most thought of if you had to put it in that category, but longevity of of people remembering. I think Dr. Dre and Snoop will probably last for a while too. 
I, I, I don't know if that's me interjecting my fandom into it, but when I think of, like, I think of Dr. Dre and Snoop, like, I feel like those two kind of go hand in hand in history, too. Especially Dre, because, like, Dre has been, like, Dre has been influential in various aspects of hip-hop. Like, when you go to, like, uh, N.W.A., uh, his solo career, his career as a producer. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Dr. Dre kind of, like, doesn't really go anywhere. And I kind of, I don't know if I'm, when I say Snoop, I I don't really know if I feel that way about Snoop. Just because I'm a he fan crossed of my Snoop, mind, but, but. I, I feel like I feel like Snoop could possibly die off as in the next century or whatever. We'd be like, yeah, Snoop, yeah, he had that one song, or you know, like like he might not last. But um, I think Tupac, Tupac ain't going nowhere, and I think um, Jay Z probably ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So what else you got? Um, Are you want to talk about Louis C.K.? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really read up on it. Uh, he made bad, fucking corny jokes about um, the uh, survivors of the Parkland shooting and shit. And I thought, what really bothered me about that was, I've been a huge, huge fan of Louis C.K. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for the entirety of our our duration knows that I'm a big Louis C.K. fan and all the shit that he got caught up with. And there was even a point where I gave him props for being the first uh, person who got accused of like me too era type shit and took responsibility for it. It was like, yeah, I did that. I fucked up. I'm a shitty guy. I'm going to go fade into the background. I was like, yo, Louis C.K. is the first guy to actually be like, yeah, I did that. I fucked up. Everybody else kind of like, yeah, no, I ain't really do that. You know, like trying to play it off. But man, I listened to the shit, the set that he came out with that that people were mad about last week. And man, that shit was horrible, dog. And I'm like, if you if you got kind of shunned from the industry and you're like, yo, we can't fuck with him no more, and you come back with some like, yeah, uh, these Parkland shooter people is just complaining because. Uh, <laughs> like, like, man, that's not how you come back. Like, didn't nobody welcome you back? And you just gonna come back? And then be, f- and then be on some fuck shit too. Like, yeah, like he, I think he just feels that he. I, I don't, I don't know what he feels, but I would gather that he feels a, a, he has enough white male privilege that would just push him through the fuck shit and. Nah, dude. Nobody they they not let yo they not letting you slide with your fuck shit. Yeah, and I th- I thought that was crazy because like, uh, one of the posts that I saw on I think Facebook, they were like, yeah, he's just catering to his base at this point, and I was like, he's not because I'm his base, and you don't even like the shit. So. Yeah, and I don't like it. I I'm his base. Like I've been a Louis C.K. fan. This is gonna sound like some hipster shit. Way before he's popping. Like, I've been a fan of his stand-ups. I love his TV show. I've gone to see him live. Like, I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan. And the shit that he said he did, we, we talked about it on the podcast. I was like, that shit was, like, ridiculous, dog. Like, you just, like, I, was, I, I remember we talked about it. I'm like, 
why is it trendy for like white famous dude to jerk off in front of people? Like, why is that popping right now? And like, and then he just go come back like with not just jokes that I think are in poor taste because like I feel like if you're a good comedian, you can make jokes about anything, no matter what it is. It could be the shitty situation. You can make a joke about it and it can make people feel better about the situation. But his jokes were not they weren't good. It was just like they were just terrible. Shit on they, these were, kids they were in like, bad taste reason. and they were just terrible jokes. Yeah, I'm like, these are good kids. Like I and I agree with the sentiment of uh of the the overly political correctness of 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 the times right now, but like shitting on those specific kids, like the Parkland uh, shooting survivors, like those kids have done a lot. Like those are good kids. Like why are you shitting on them? Like I'm just sitting there, like yo, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with this. I'm like, I feel like he's just like reaching, like yeah, I'm just say controversial shit just to do it, and that, like that's not his fan base. Like, oh, we just like Louis C.K. to say controversial shit. Like, no. Like, we like Louis C.K. to say insightful shit that's funny about maybe topics that people don't necessarily joke about, which is the subtle nuances of comedy is to be able to, like, toe that line. And it was just, it wasn't funny, and it was just raunchy. I'm like, yeah, like, he's done. Like, he's done. Like, you can't come back. Like, you can't get hemmed up for fucking jerking off in front of people and shit like that and then come back and, and shit on the fucking parkland shooters. And then do some more fuck shit. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, and then do more fuck shit. Like, you're not... Like, he's what done. What I do? Act more stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what it is. So what I do? Act more stupidly. Yeah, he just... He, he And I, at this point, I think he's really done put himself in a hole where he can't get himself out of um, because... One, I think he came back too soon. He did. He and did. then you come back too soon and fuck up. Like, you come back too soon and you do a great show. It's not going to get the fanfare because it's not it's not controversial, but you did okay. But now you come back way too soon and you fuck up. And, and then I guess the question would be, what's too soon? Now. Anytime that we can really think about the shit you done fucked up on, you know, yeah. and... It's just like uh not just like but kind of like uh um Frank Underwood Kevin Spacey he I'm comes about to out ask about that. Did you he, see that fucking he comes video? out and released I didn't watch his video but the same yeah. day he that his video released he got them charges put up on him yeah and I don't know if that was I think the video released then the charges happened but I'm like he's fucked and he and I, I think and I it's a reverse oh okay but I didn't uh. I didn't watch the video. I just heard it was crazy, but it was he. He has like an arrogance about himself about the whole thing, and yeah, it's like, dog, like, they got they got shit on you, man. You you done, dog. Yeah, the video was like, as Frank Underwood make basically make it sound like he got railroaded and shit. I'm like, dog, this is not the time. Like, I I don't I don't understand how you could be that tone deaf. Like, oh, he's told no that. one told him that that was not a good look. Like, Again, this is this whole white male privilege thing that thinking you can just do some yeah, shit yeah. and you know and 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 just get away with it. Nah, dog, that shit ain't popping, man. That shit is not popping. You will not be getting away. 
And, you know, moving, kind of just moving, uh, slight topic, but you have, so a couple of days ago, recently, I'm not sure when, but you got this white man going back to McDonald's, going mm-hmm. about me. Whatever the altercation was, he had an alterca- uh, a, a altercation with a young black girl. Um, she was a cashier. And all of a sudden, he reaches over the counter, snatches her up by her collar. We didn't talk about this already? No. Oh, shit. I thought we did. No, we didn't. I skipped over to my list like I thought we talked about this. No, we didn't. Do you know more deeper knowledge of it than I do? Other than... Uh, he, not necessarily. Reached over. He grabs her. So she starts wailing on him and shit. No one really stops to really interject in and to stop it. And finally, they kind of break it up. The shit kind of dies down. Then this motherfucker goes and places his order. He's done gotten into a fight with one of your employees, and you let this motherfucker place an actual order. Like, come the fuck on, dude. Man, I'm watching that shit, and I'm like, the only proper response to that shit... Just to whoop his ass. No, well, yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> for the manager to come out and kick that motherfucker up out of the fucking restaurant, like, how are you gonna fucking? I, I'm so tired treat of this dude. Of, like, of yeah. black people not being defended on the fuck shit of others. This goes back to I don't think we talked about it, but the fucking wrestler who was made to fucking cut his dreads. Oh, man. Yes. The wrestler was made to get... Oh, my God. So, you know, I'm familiar. I think he, the kid is mixed. I think he has a white mom. Um, I just remember someone mentioned that at, after the fact. Anyway, the kid has dreads. The kid hair is not in any uh, violation or any interference or anything. The, they fucking made him cut his hair. So they cut his hair. He fucking won the fight anyway. Um, the match or whatever, you know, you could tell he disgusted because he, you know, after the after the match, he has to go and the fucking referee has to put his hand up. He puts his hand up, drops his hand, disgust, go back to you know his fucking team, and I'm like, fuck his team, fuck the coach, fuck everybody in that fucking gym, and to and and what was fucked up was that you see these articles and they're like, you know, uh. Um, look at the bravery of this of this kid. No, look at the cowards who all was around him. Yes. One, I I I put I put most of it. I put being kid kids. I don't. I still I put some on them, but I put most of the blame on the coach. Like you should never let your kid go through that bullshit. And I felt like the kids probably should have been like, why is he have to do this shit? But whatever. I, I I'm a. I'm not going to go hard on them just because they're kids. Yeah. But the coach fully, the organization fully, especially the coach. Like, how the fuck do you let this shit happen, dude? And it's like, you again, you got black people having to be extra strong when everybody else got to be mediocre as fuck and so forth. So, yeah. you know, situation with the girl, like she, she get choked up. She's swinging. I see somebody talking about, well, this is why. Some to the effect of, you know, bad customer service. I was like, are you fucking serious? This motherfucker uh, reached over for some disagreement. He didn't reach over and start choking her up because she hit him or nothing. It was some disagreement of a straw or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she starts welling on the what she should. But no one else. You got all these people at that fucking place. All these employees. 
this was definitely not North Philly because he would have <laughs> got checked in that bitch. Uh, yeah, all these people, all these men, all these other people who just letting this shit happen, and then at the end, instead of kicking this motherfucker out and whatever, you let this bitch order. So fucking infuriating, dog. Yeah, it's, it 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 was a disgusting display on all counts. Like all, why counts. would you allow? Like, when I watched that video, I was like, the only proper response is to kick him the fuck out that restaurant. So to see that manager come up and, like, still take his order and, like, try to rationalize with him and shit. And then I I saw people, I don't know if this is the case, but I saw people say that she got fired. I don't know if that's the case or not. But if she got fired, that manager needs to get fired. Hey, she got fired. I got $50 to her fucking GoFundMe. Fuck them. Fuck them for, for not supporting her when they should have. Yes. That's ridiculous, dog. Fucking support, ridiculous. Support these young black women who got to deal with entitled old white men who feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it. And then he does that and gets away with it and she gets fired. Man, fuck every piece of that. And I, I think it was in Florida, which is... I mean, of course, it's fucking Florida. Florida's a fucking... Florida's the fucking toilet of this country, dog. Like, Florida's so fucking trash, dog. Like, I don't even understand how you can live in Florida and be proud of it. Like, get the fuck out of that trash-ass state. Like, that... Disgusting. If that happened anywhere else, man, I feel like people get hemmed up over that shit. Like, if that happened here... Can you imagine if that happened here? Like, a fucking... What was it? It was a McDonald's... Like, mm-hmm. a matter of a fucking, like, not even the murder mat. Just, like, a fucking McDonald's on, on fucking, I don't know, 10 Mile and Greenfield or some shit. And that shit popped off. Man, we would be up in that bitch ready to get everybody up out of there. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the idea that that could happen and the the manager can get off scot-free. Because, to me, the manager is the biggest piece of shit out of the whole situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if I was the manager of that fucking McDonald's, I'm kicking him the fuck out and doing everything in my power as a manager to not beat the fuck out of him myself. Like, get the fuck out of here. And, like, the idea that she could potentially have gotten fired for that? Nah, man. Oh, my God, That's some man. real fuck shit. Disgusting, dog. I haven't read up. I don't know if I really want to, man, because I'd really be really disappointed to find out that she got fired for that shit. You about to let nobody just fucking nah, man. And as a company, y'all they fucking trash as hell for even a, even the the thought of potentially ha- uh, trying to fire her. Fuck that, man. Yeah, I I don't understand why this kind of behavior is accepted. And like I say, I, I've said it before. Like I feel like Trump has emboldened these people to to be able to feel like they can get away with this, and then they do. So it's like. Why would you not do it? Like as a as as that that kind of person, why would you feel like you can't do that if Trump is emboldened in that kind of behavior and then you get away with it? Why would you feel like as a as a unique person, like, huh, I can do this too? And and, and it happens and it and people get away with it and nothing happens. Like it's like, oh, this is controversial for right now, and then we're gonna move on to that fucking border wall or some shit, and everybody's gonna fucking forget about it. Yeah, it's that fucked shit up. Trash as fuck, dude. Straight fucking trash. Man, I, I just don't, I don't understand how this is, how this is the world that we live in right now, and we still sit here and be like, America's the best place to live. No, it the fuck it ain't. 
Far from it, buddy. It's not even close to the best place to live. I mean, yeah. This shit just it's just disappointing as hell, that's all. So Yeah, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. You ain't think else? I think we can wrap up. Yeah, we, we can wrap up. We're yeah. close to two hours. Uh, oh, good. Thank you guys for uh, listening for uh, our first of the year. Definitely many more. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, anything, you can email us. Uh, what up, though? Uh, at is it what up, though? Podcast? podcast. What up, though? Podcast at Gmail. My we bad. don't even know our fucking email anymore. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like I got the work like, man, I hope I can remember my fucking clock in password and shit. <laughs> what up though podcast at Gmail. Um you can find our podcast uh on our podcast uh Twitter page uh at what up though podcast. Uh and um yeah, hit us up. Uh otherwise we and, and I wanna I wanna try to also like if we can interject something new into what we do. Um, send that feedback too. Like if you're like, yo, it'd be dope if y'all did this or if y'all talked about that. Like I think that would be dope too. So send that feedback. Yeah, because all like, the feedback. I mean, we've been man. doing this for a long time. We'll be and, five years in May. Yeah, and and by and large, we've been doing the same shit. And I mean, we do it for us. You know, we you know because we like to get together and talk shit and record a podcast and you know we like to get our 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 piddling amount of feedback that we get or whatever. But um. I want to try to expand the podcast in the sense of like, I want us to be, I want us to be better than we are. Like I want us to, to transcend, uh, just, you know, our local listeners or the handful of people that we've had. Cause I feel like we have the same people who fuck with us for, for the vast majority of the time that we've been doing this. And I, I want to try to, I want to try to make this more than what it is just because I feel like we I, th- I feel like we do something that's entertaining. And if I thought the the product was mediocre, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's just keep doing this and do our thing or whatever." But I feel like we have a fairly unique uh stranglehold on on podcast and if I'm wrong, I'd like to know what we could be doing better. So, like, if you guys got any feedback on, on something you might want to see or something that might be uh, – that we could do that would make it better, anything like that, i like to hear it because, like, to me, this is, like, my like my my child. Like, we've had – like, our, our cigar group has popped off to a fairly large degree, which I like. But, like, this podcast is, is like, my – it's like my child. Like this, this, we did this before the cigar group, and this has been my my thing. So, um, and this is my my high point of my week. Like I like to get get over here and talk shit and do this podcast, and it's 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 my thing. So like if if we can do something that will make this podcast resonate more, let us know. Yep. So please hit us up, uh, email us, DM us, tweet us. All that shit. So, yeah, and Baylor, man, coming out there, dog. I want to come out there, man. I want to hook up. I want to go to Pink's. I want to go to fucking. I don't want to go to Roscoe's. I've been to Roscoe's a lot. I want to go to Pink's. 
I fuck with Pinks. I've been there a few times too, but I fuck with Pinks. And I want you to put me up on um, what was it? The fucking burger place you talked about with the fucking yellow yellow wrappers and shit like that. I I don't remember what it was, but you talked about a burger spot where they have specific wrappers and shit like that. Put me up on some new spots. Look. Let us stroll through the hood and shit, the your LA hoods, Compton or whatever the fuck. I don't care. We, I'm down, and uh, bring your ass out here to the D, man. Like you know, we'll show you around. We we'll keep you safe. You good? I know, right? Come out to the D, man. Same for you, uh, Chaffee and Sean. Sean, you can uh, for Atlanta, man. I don't, I don't think that's a a big hike for you, man. It's a two hour flight, man. Let's roll. Yeah, yeah. And you from Chicago, man? Like you can go visit. Go visit home in Chicago. Make the little hike to Detroit. We can kick it. So, yeah, uh, uh, Chaffee, Sean, Baylor, come kick it, man. Yeah. Let's hang out. Do a podcast. Kick it in real life. If they come here, we definitely get the podcast going. That's one of my uh, goals, man. I want to kick with them in real life. For real. For real. So, let's make that happen, y'all. All right, y'all. Well, see y'all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.